Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Welcome to Britsburg, a voice from across the pond. I'm the Macamienza. Owen, welcome again to another episode of this podcast talking about the uh, best thing you can talk about in the world, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And greetings to you out there in Steeler Nation, wherever you are around, the, around this big old world of ours. Uh, whether you're listening in the US or Canada or in Europe or in Asia or wherever you're coming coming at us from. Welcome, you're all welcome. If you're a member of Steeler Nation, a fan of the black and gold, you're okay by me and you're welcome anytime. So what's going on this week at the moment in Steeler Nation? What's the big news? What's the situation? So the biggest, obviously one of the big points is Terrell Austin. Yesterday was appointed as the new defensive coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers. No doubt the Pittsburgh Steelers having their hand forced a little bit, um, given that the New York Giants asked for permission to talk to Terrell Austin um, after the departure of their defensive coordinator, Patrick Graham, to the Las Vegas Raiders. Um as usual, you've got the negative Nancy Steeler fans out there going, oh, another appointment from within. Oh, another internal promotion. Oh, typical. That's the attitude that gets us one and done in the playoffs. Some fans are never, ever happy. Terrell Austin um, has done a great job with our defensive backs. If you look at um, our defensive backs and how they've developed and how they've come on, you know, he's done a brilliant job with uh, really developing Terrell Edmonds, who had, I think a lot of people will agree, his best season last year. Um, not only that, but obviously he turned Minka into a two-time All-Pro. Um, okay, Minka was higher turning after, but, you know, he carried on that rate of development of Minka. Um, and Trey Norwood, the seventh-round draft pick um, last year, has played a, you know, a key role this year in our defense um trainer award spoke very highly of terrell austin and what he had done for him uh, trey said that it, um terrell was a great teacher a good coach and had excellent knowledge um you know that he passed on to train to make train a better player and smooth his transition into the nfl this year so you know i think let's look at that positive the other thing you need to consider is um, you know, forget his time with the Bengals. At that point, the bungles, the Bengals, the bungholes, whatever you want to call them, were cursed. Um, unfortunately, at the moment, they're not cursed anymore, uh, which is not a good thing. And they are, yes, in the Super Bowl next Sunday. Come on, LA Rams. Um, but when he was at the Detroit Lions in 2014, he got a defense that had previously in the previous season ranked 14th to rank third, the third best defense. Now, if you consider that's with the Detroit Lions, that's a bit of an achievement. Detroit obviously are a historic underperforming franchise, a historically um, very poor franchise who makes a very poor uh, roster and acquisition um, decisions. Obviously, after that, the defense then imploded a little bit, given the fact that they lost players to injury, they lost players to free agency, um, and they traded away players, which therefore made the defense decline. But that was nothing against what Terrell Austin managed to do there. Um, Terrell Austin has been said to have um, an exciting mind. He has a good defensive scheme. Um, that's what's been talked about. If he's allowed, obviously, to implement that defensive scheme. Um, obviously, the um, slight... Issue here is the fact that Mike Tomlin very much takes control of the defence that we found out and has done since the latter days of Dick LeBeau's reign as defensive coordinator. Um, whether or not this is an issue, obviously, that's open for debate, given that the Steelers' defence has, on the whole, performed very, very well. 
Only obviously last year, the big glitch in the network obviously was our run defense, which ranked worst in the NFL and was giving up approximately 145 to 140, I think 145, 149 yards per game, which is just poor um, and unacceptable for a franchise like our own. Um, given the fact that obviously we are a franchise that prides ourselves on having a rock solid defense and excellent defense, to rank that lowly in run defense is just not acceptable and something that will definitely need to be addressed this season by Terrell Austin, by Mike Tomlin and whoever else they come into. Obviously this raises questions around the defensive coaching staff. We've got Jerry O as our inside linebackers coach, but what do we do at outside linebacker? Because obviously that Keith Butler was our outside linebackers coach. He coached the outside linebackers along with the defence and was an outstanding outside linebacker coach given what he did in developing the likes of Bud Dupree and TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith in recent years. So what do we do there outside linebacker coach? Are we going to appoint a new one or are we just going to try and get by without one? Also, what are we going to do in terms of defensive backs coach? Is Terrell Austin going to be replaced as defensive backs coach to be allowed to be concentrate on being the defensive coordinator? Or is he going to be expected, like Keith Butler, to do two roles? I would certainly hope that the Steelers would go out there and remember that um, the coaching staff does not have a salary cap on it. It does not have um, a containment level. It needs to be developed. It needs to have the best coaches available to enable your franchise to be successful. So I would hope that in coming days, weeks, months, the Steelers go out and appoint a new outside linebacker coach and a new defensive backs coach, whoever that may be. Um, obviously, we've got trust in the process, trust uh, Mike Tomlin, uh, Kevin Colbert, and Art really the second to make some sound decisions there. Um, this may, may also give us the opportunity to bring in some players, some coaches, sorry, from outside the franchise with some new ideas um, to bring into the defensive scheme. So you'd have your outside blood coming in, obviously not the high echelons like some Steeler fans would want, but still coming into the franchise. So I'm very much looking forward, hopefully, to welcoming some new coaches to our defensive coaching staff. Other areas, obviously, we're going to need to address would be um, at offensive line coach. Obviously, Adrian Clem left during the season to go to be a college offensive line coach. Um, now, in this uh, last week, Chris Morgan, who was his replacement, who was the uh, acting in, uh, acting offensive line coach, um, became the Chicago Bears offensive line coach. He was hired by them. So, obviously, with Simo Chris Morgan departing to the Bears, that obviously leaves another vacancy now at um, offensive line coach, which is, I think is going to be an absolutely vital vacancy to fill and to look at getting in the best possible candidate, given the struggles that the offensive line had last season. Um, it was probably one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. Um, I mean, okay, the Rams and the Bengals haven't got the best offensive lines, but they're still better than ours was last year. The, our offensive line, I think, in a number of games, particularly that Chargers game, nearly got Ben killed. Um, and I certainly wouldn't want to put a rookie quarterback um, behind our present offensive line if we go down the um, alley of drafting an offen uh, a rookie, someone like you know Sam Howell or a Malik Willis or a Pe Kenny Pickett um, or a Carson Strong. And they'd probably they'd get absolutely crucified behind that present line. Uh, which are more like a bunch of turnstiles than an actual blocking line. Um, even, you know, you're looking at free agents. Would free agents want to come? Looking at that line, if we don't improve that line and get a good offensive line coach in, 
are our free agent quarterbacks going to want to come to the Steelers knowing that they're going to spend most of their time running for their lives um, under pressure from opposition defences? That's that raised a massive question. Uh, names linked so far, the biggest one linked has been Mike Munchak, who is out of work now after leaving Denver. The new head coach, I think it's Nathaniel Hackett, who from the Packers has brought in his own man. Therefore, meaning that Munchak is now out of work. Munchak, who did a brilliant job as offensive line and run game coordinator previously for the Steelers before leaving to go to Denver to be close to family um, is been heavily linked and I know that's one Steeler Nation would love to see come back to Pittsburgh uh, whether he's willing to come back um, given why he left to be close to family and as far as I'm aware his family is still in the Colorado area um, is he going to want to come back to Pittsburgh um, also he's going to consider the situation where he is not going to be coming back and taking over a line that has the same level of quality to work with that he had previously you know there's a couple of first rounders a second rounder on those original lines that he worked with whether he comes back on the promise that we will use the draft and the free agent system to bring in some high quality rookies um you know the likes of Trev Penning uh, Raymond Charles Cross Evan Neal um players of that capability capability coming out of college or, and then look at free agents uh, to go alongside in Dotson and Moore the likes of Brandon Scherf and um, Armstead those players if, if we can get them in for a decent deal that's not going to break the bank again that's all up in the air and it's again part of this uncertain massive offseason that is going to decide the future of the franchise for the next few years I think um, what else well free agent wise <coughs> Juju Smith-Schuster what are you talking about? What is going on with Juju Smith-Schuster? We're not we're, we're used to Juju being a bit, um, what's the word, eccentric, a little bit crazy, a little bit out there, a little bit um, just speaking his mind and doing things that are slightly controversial, like the Milk Crate Challenge, for example, uh, and dancing um, in his TikTok videos on opposition teams' logos, Corvette, Corvette. So what is going on with Juju? So... The other week, Juju posted It's Been Real Pit on his Instagram feed with a site with a video of him packing up and leaving. Many people took this to mean that that's, this is it for Juju in uh, Pittsburgh and he is gone never to return. Others surmised that this was to do with the fact that um, Juju lives in California during the offseason. And as he lives in California, obviously, he's going back out there to spend the offseason in California um, in a warmer weather climate than Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is. However... More developments through the week. First development was that he talked about his interest in going to the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, okay, you can't blame him for that. You know, a lot of people said that if if Chiefs had had uh, Juju in their lineup um, for the AFC Championship game, they would have won that game. Probably would have done. Um, can't blame him. If Casey are genuinely interested in offering him a decent deal better than the Steelers could offer him, then you know he's going to go to a franchise that's ready to win now, that has Patrick Mahomes, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, has Travis Kelsey, probably the best tight end in the NFL, Tyreek Hill, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, has also got Hardman, Pringle, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, other good quality players, and a very good offensive line that they rebuilt last summer. So, to see the KC interest. However, would Juju be how get the usage that the amount of targets that he would get in Pittsburgh at KC? Who knows? Um, and he may perhaps have been used in a different way in Kansas City to how he's been used this year. Some people have surmised that that may be counting against his decision to stay in Pittsburgh, that he is unhappy with how he was used by Matt Canada in the offensive system when he was playing. Um, and he got absolutely battered and tanked and lit up by a number of 
number of opposition defenders given um, the role he was asked to fulfill in the team. You know, Juju brings a lot to our team that a lot of wide receivers can't bring. You know, he brings leadership. He is the toughest, the best blocking wide receiver. He is a fantastic slot receiver and can play on the outside. So he's got a multi-talented, multifaceted role with the franchise. Uh, others surmised that he, the only reason he came back last year was that it was because it was Ben's last year and he wanted to play with Ben one last time. Um, some people say that even if Ben had returned this year, uh, returned this coming season and not retired, that he, but Juju would have been back in Pittsburgh. Uh, or maybe it's that he's, you know, he's already heard rumours that Steelers are not prepared to offer him the long-term deal that he's seeking to secure for himself. Um, he said that he's probably going to test free agency now, which is... Uh, depressing because personally i would love to keep juju i think he's a fantastic wide receiver and a fantastic player he would be a massive loss if he comes out you know if you consider that last year people were talking about our wide receiver room being one of the strongest in the afc next season going into next season uh, under contract you're only going to have at this moment in time of our leading receivers leading receivers this is deontay johnson and chase claypool um obviously james washington is a free agent and unlikely to be re-signed if juju smith schuster goes as well uh, ray ray mcleod is also a uh, free agent as well um and is not really a a1 class receiver um this would leave our wide receiver room quite empty uh, relying on the likes of Cody White, uh, Rico Bussey, Anthony Miller to come up and make up the numbers behind Chase and DJ. Or we have to go to the draft there as well to bolster our wide receiver room, which is not ideal given the number of needs that we have on the D-line, the O-line, at linebacker, at cornerback, and a number of other key positions. So not having him would be a major, major loss for me. Um, losing Juju. Um, I would love to see Juju back. I think Juju is a stealer. He's one of the best stealers around. Um, and I've, you know, I've, I've enjoyed watching him play over the last few years since he started with the team. Um, and to not have him next season uh, would be a massive, huge loss. You know, you just got to look. I know it didn't come off in the end in that playoff game against Kansas City Chiefs, but the confidence boost that knowing that having Juju come back gave to the fan base um, and to probably the same as the players and that leadership that he brings to the rookies the younger players like your DJs and your Chase Claypools who need someone around with a bit of a head of experience to keep their feet on the ground you know especially when you consider by the end of the season DJ was struggling again with drops yes he only had five but at the end of the season he was a lot poorer than the start of the season and Chase Claypool went through his sophomore slump um, you know, even I have my own thoughts on Chase. Um, I love Chase. He's fantastic. And I think people need to get off his back and give him another chance next year. Um, you know, I think they need that veteran leadership that Juju brings. And yes, I know Juju's only 25 and he's a young player himself, but he's got vast experience already in the NFL and is a well-respected member of the Steelers dressing room. It again is taking another leader out of our offense. You know, we've lost the likes of Marquise Pouncey and David DeCastro in previous seasons then we lose ben um we lose now we're losing juju possibly so we're really losing some of our leadership who is our offensive leader who is the leader out there on the offensive line you know if you're looking at experience wise Steeler experience wise it's probably kevin dotson but dotson obviously has had his injury worries um you know wide receiver wise you haven't really got what i would call a leader um, Najee Harris, I think, will become a leader, but he's only in his second year with the Steelers. Uh, Pat Freymouth, another one who could potentially become another leader, but again, he's only going into his second year. Ebron, obviously, is likely to be leaving. Uh, Zach Gentry is not really a leadership candidate for me. 
um, and there is nobody else really so obviously that would leave us weak on the side of leaders you know if Mason is our starting quarterback Mason is far from a leader he's got his own struggles and has enough to worry about we're trying to be a QB1 um, given that he's probably just a very um, very very solid backup quarterback at QB2 so moving on what else have we got uh, so obviously at the weekend the senior bowl happened apparently something called the pro bowl happened as well but that sucks more of that in a moment. Um, so, who impressed at the Senior Bowl? The Senior Bowl, obviously, um, was a chance for the teams and the coaches from the NFL teams to look at some of those senior players, those players that have been um, really talked up in recent weeks um, for the NFL draft in April. Um, from what I've heard, listened, I watched a bit of the watched a bit of that game. Watched some of the different different players play, watched different different, different quarterbacks like Ridder, Howell, and Pickett. Um, I've listened to some other people like Chris Carter talk about the Senior Bowl. I've listened to um, some of the and read some of the articles around ESPN and SB Nation ar around the Senior Bowl as well. Uh, Ritter was probably one of the most solid quarterbacks with uh, six attempts of four completions, 68 yards and two TDs. He probably looked the most complete um, QB out there um, given his mobility and his ability to move around in the pocket and prolong plays. Obviously, him, Ridder is out of the Cincinnati Bearcats. Um, Pickett did a solid job. He was the most solid quarterback. He was 6 of 6 for 89 yards, 1 TD and 1 sack. Um, he was probably the best decision maker, but again, did nothing to allay the fears that his arm is an issue. Um, there's a lot of talk, of, you know, obviously Kenny Pickett is one of the better quarterbacks out there. There's a lot of Pittsburgh Steeler fans, um, not including me, who would like to see the Steelers take him as their next quarterback of the future. Personally, not a Kenny Pickett fan at all. Um, his arm has been questioned. Um, his ability to throw the long ball has been questioned. Um, in this present day and age, obviously, the passing is the king in the NFL and Pickett is not the best on the deep ball. Um, he threw one 38-yard pass, which I... Which you know, if you look back at it on the highlights and look back at it on the game, it was a bit, a little bit low um, to the receiver. I can't remember who the receiver was now, but it was, it was a low throw. Um, so that arm length, the arm strength, is something that is a concern around Pickett. Um, Carson Strong didn't do himself any favours at all. Um, you know, remember the, the, he fumbled the ball um, on a dodgy snap from the centre. He was 6 of 11, 60 yards, one interception, um, sacked a couple of times as well. Um, really didn't do himself any favours at all. Malik Willis was probably the most athletic, the most mobile quarterback. Fantastic running from him, um, but didn't really throw the ball very often, which for a quarterback is a very vital thing to do, obviously. Um, and didn't allay any fears around his accuracy and his throwing ability. Um, yes, everyone says that he is the most athletic, the best running quarterback in this draft, but does he have the arm ability? Does he have the arm talent and the arm intelligence to actually be a quarterback one in the NFL and he didn't really show any, any of that at the weekend uh, the other thing obviously that's being expressed as a concern around Malik Willis is the fact that he played for Liberty and didn't face many tier one schools in the same way that um, you know how did or Ritter or Pickett might have done as well um, that is obviously a concern around Malik Willis uh, the defensive fronts obviously for the American and the national teams came out well they were absolute wrecking balls they did a brilliant job in the senior bowl got a good few sacks and put quarterbacks under a lot of pressure another quarterback who didn't do himself any favours again it was Sam Howell who but obviously previously has been heavily linked with the Pittsburgh Steelers coming out of the University of North Carolina um, six of nine 67 yards sacked three times and fumbled the ball twice 
Um, he's had poor man some uh, comparisons now to Faker Mayfield. I've read some really weird stuff. I've read this morning um, in one article him being compared to Josh Allen uh, for his mobility and his ability to throw. I've read him being compared now to Faker Mayfield. Um, Due to his stocky, um, his fact that he's only six foot, uh, two twenty odd to two twenty one pounds, um, which obviously is a bit of an insult being compared to Faker Mayfield, given the fact that Faker Mayfield's not even better than his backup Case Keenum. Um, so poor him, poor Sam Howell. But again, he didn't really do himself any favors at the Senior Bowl over the weekend. Uh, players who did do themselves some favours. Um, one person I've developed a what's called a, a draft crush, a real draft crush on, thanks to Maddie Peverell um, of Steelers Touchdown Under and Steelers War Room, um, is a guy called Travis Jones out of UConn. Uh, UConn not famous for producing good uh, NFL players. Uh, not usually a good, hasn't got a particularly good football programme, well, a pro- football programme with a particularly good reputation, but this guy is an absolute wrecking ball. He was destroying people on the offensive line. He was throwing guys around. He is a supreme defensive tackle. He absolutely crushes people, you know, and hopefully, you know, he might not be off the board in that second round when the Steelers come to pick. He would be an excellent pick, um, I think, to either supplement or replace Stefan Tuitt. He looks the real deal to me. He looked good quality. Um, I've done a lot more research into him. Um, you know, I put a little article up on my uh, Facebook page, Britsburg Voice from Across the Pond, if you want to read about him. And on my Instagram page, Britsburg Owen, if you want to find out a bit more about Travis Jones, um, I think he's a really good prospect. I'd be excited to see the Steelers take him, and I think he would be someone who would fit into our franchise um, and go onto our D-line and be talked about, I think, in the same breath as a Tua, as a Haywood in the future, um, given this guy's talent. Um, linebackers, um, obviously, you know, the top linebackers coming out, of people like Devin Lloyd, obviously, but other people who did well in the senior bowl, Jojo Doman. Um, Jojo Doman were, is a player who was talked, has been talked up recently, given that, that performance in the senior bowl, he helps with the pass game, but he can also get between the tackles and be that physical linebacker, something we need to go alongside Devin Bush. Devin Bush is obviously your more mobile uh sideline to sideline linebacker we need a more physical presence alongside him especially to help with our run d and i think vince williams has been a massive massive huge miss for the steelers this year um having that big thumper who can take on the d lineman uh, the o lineman sorry of the opposition um has been a massive miss because you know neither spillane nor showbert uh nor marcus allen or ug3 or whoever is really a physical in your face battle and beat an o lineman the same way that vince williams could uh, devon bush is certainly not in that school either given his slightly undersized nature uh, the other one obviously the couple of mentioned that were mentioned as possible players to play alongside bush um Chad Moomer, who is 6'3", 240, is a good physical linebacker, good at engagement, very physical, um, good at pushing around uh, offensive linemen, and would make, again, would make a good supplement to Devin Bush. Uh, Christian Harris is another good prospect, um, obviously coming out of a top school like Alabama, makes him an excellent prospect, both at run and D, and run and passing coverage. Um, so that's another two decent prospects. They were the people that really um, stood out over the senior bowl at the weekend. Um, Tyler Linderbaum didn't play in the senior bowl which obviously was a shame it'd be nice to see him play given how highly Tyler Linderbaum has been thought of you know I've even heard him mentioned already as being a future Hall of Fame centre which may be a bit premature given the fact that he hasn't even played in the NFL yet Um, also like I said on the weekend we had the Pro Bowl 
the least said about that, the better. Um, it really is an absolute joke of a competition. You know, the other leagues, the NBA, the NHL, have really gone out and turned their all-star game into something a little bit special, a little bit different, a little bit entertaining, looking at the, m- the media. The, 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 N- the NFL Pro Bowl is just a bit of a joke, you know. Personally, um, I'd like to see it done away with, got rid of, whether that was just to give them, a, just to say, uh, a break week before the Super Bowl, or whether we play an 18th game, or or what. I just think... It's a joke. It's an absolute joke of a competition. It's a joke of a game. No one cares. No one wants to get injured. No one tries very hard. Um, I think you know if you saw on the things, Mac Jones running and scoring that touchdown. And if you look at the rest of, the, if you look in the video in the background, you can see players stood around talking and, and just watching him. No one in pursuit. No one trying to chase him down. Everyone just gave up. Um, and it's come a bit of a flag football game, I think, and a bit of a waste of time and a bit of anachronism in this modern era. Um, of NFL football. So I'd like to see personally that done away with. Uh, what else for Steel Nation? So Steel Nation, obviously, we are really in our off-season now. We are really um, looking at our future targets, our future players, who, what are we going to do? There's a, you know, as I've said multiple times on my Facebook page, in my Instagram, and on my Twitter, this is a huge off-season. You know, the, the powers that be uh, in the front office at uh, in Pittsburgh and the coaching staff have got a massive, massive summer ahead of them. For me, it's going to mean that what happens this year is really going to help with building towards the future, whether this franchise is going to be one that is competing for Super Bowls in the next five years, within the next five-year period, or whether we're going to be someone, again, who is very much a one-and-done playoff team at best. Um, it's this off-season that's going to decide that obviously you know massive numbers of free agents massive need on the o-line d-line uh cornerback room obviously we've lost a lot of cornerbacks now you know akella witherspoon is a free agent joe hayden is a free agent do we retain them do we get rid of them what do we do you know it's just huge absolutely huge this off season so you know i'll be keeping all over that news bringing the news to you about who has been appointed about any rumors that i've heard about players being linked to the steelers um and any rumors around draft prospects uh, i'll be also doing some shows around the draft talking about draft prospects at particular positions of need i've got some stuff on linebackers and wide receivers um, to go obviously the Steelers are very very good at dra- drafting wide receivers um, given their previous record not so good at drafting cornerbacks from what i've heard remember the Artie burns incident um so you know Steeler nation that's where we're at at the moment we've got a defensive coordinator now um we're still hunting for a gm we're still hunting for an offensive line coach we're still hunting for an for possibly a outside linebacker coach, possibly a defensive backs coach. We're still no further forward in knowing what the quarterback situation is going to be next year. Um, obviously, the likelihood is that Mason will start, God help us, um, and then we'll go from there. But, Steeler Nation, I want to thank you again for listening to the podcast. Um, it's a shorter one today. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've enjoyed the topics that I've discussed. Um, looking at obviously the um, situation with love of some of free, our free agents, our coaches, and the senior bowl and the uh, joke of a pro bowl. Uh, so thank you for listening out there in Steeler Nation. I wish you all the very best. Hopefully, um, you know if you want to get. Hopefully, you'll get in contact with me at 
Twitter at uh, on Twitter at East Eli Nation, um, Britsburg Owen, or on Instagram Britsburg Owen, or on Facebook Britsburg Owen David. Friend request, send me one if you're a Steeler fan, uh, or join my Facebook group. Request to join that Britsburg Voice from across the pond. Also, my YouTube channel. I posted a new video yesterday. Really trying to kind of start pushing my YouTube channel this year. Um, so join, go and ask to please subscribe to that. Give the video some likes. Get me some publicity, please, please, please. Uh, do me a solid. Really trying to build this platform. That channel is Britsburg Voice from Across the Pond, which is the name of my media platform that I'm really going to push. And possibly, hopefully, some exciting news as regards um, Behind the Steel Curtain as well coming up in the coming weeks. So thank you again for listening out there in Steeler Nation. I wish you all the best. I'm going to finish it as we always done with Here We Go Steelers. <laughs>